Welcome to Ahead of the Curve, the Scoliosis Experience Podcast, where my aim is to empower individuals with scoliosis and movement professionals alike by providing free, up-to-date information on scoliosis management and treatment. My goal is to improve the quality of life for those with scoliosis and equip movement professionals with the knowledge and skills needed to effectively support them. Hi, welcome back to Ahead of the Curve. I'm your host, Dr. Megan Teed, and today I'm going to be talking about daily movement versus daily exercise for scoliosis. But before I jump into today's topic, I'm going to just kind of introduce you to this idea through a little storytelling. I over the course of the past couple of weeks, I've had a couple of my clients mentioned to me during the sessions that there's this documentary on Netflix that they think that I would really enjoy watching. And it's called The Blue Zones. And so I was like, okay, sure, I'll watch it. And it's really short. I think there's only five episodes in the documentary. And the whole premise of the documentary is Um, looking at the highest concentration of centurions in the world, centurions meaning people who live beyond 100 years old, and seeing what the connection is or what sort of habits these people have that allow for them to thrive later in life, um, longer in life compared to the standard population of people. And it's not just the fact that these people are living beyond 100 years old. These people are living, you know, into their 100s and they are thriving. Um, They're not in a nursing home. They're not having to have somebody care for them. They are independent pretty independent people. Um, And it was very enlightening. And one of the commonalities between all the people, believe it or not, was not necessarily exercising, like going to the gym and purposefully exercising. They were just active because of their lifestyle. So A lot of them live in areas that have a lot of hills and they don't drive that often. So they're walking and they're walking on a steep incline, which increases their lung capacity, increases their quad strength, um, which helps them with all sorts of function. Um, Additionally, a lot of them don't have couches or your traditional like desk setup with a chair, a comfortable chair. Um, These people are having to get down onto the floor and get back up from the floor. And they're not losing their ability to do this because they're kind of conforming to the chairs or conforming to the furniture that we as Americans have conformed to. you know, additionally, there's there's people who they dance every day and that's their form of movement and exercise. And 
like I said, it's stuff that is just interwoven so intricately throughout their life that they're not having to be so purposeful about going and getting at least half an hour of exercise a day. So I found that very interesting and um, I found it to connect pretty well to the topic for today. Um, it's not scoliosis specific, but it definitely is, is along the same lines as what I'm going to be talking about today. So check out that documentary. Um, it's worth your time. It's very beautifully, like very beautiful cinematography. It's nice to look at. And I think that these people's stories are interesting to hear about. First, I want to actually define the two things that I'm talking about today. So I want to define movement and I want to define exercise. Movement is a noun. It's the act of changing physical location or position or having or of having this changed a slight movement. Like an example of it would be a slight movement of the upper body. Compared to exercise. Exercise is also a noun, in case you're wondering. <laughs> um, exercise is an activity requiring physical effort carried out to sustain or improve health and fitness. And then an example of exercise being used in a sentence, exercise improves your heart and lung power. So uh, some similar terms or synonyms to exercise are physical activity, exertion, effort, work, a workout. So right off the bat, you can delineate the two from each other in that movement is not a concentrated effort. Movement is something that seems to be more spontaneous in its happening um, versus exercise is more purposeful, more sustained, and there's an end goal um, for exercise versus movement is more kind of similar to what I was saying with the blue zones. Um, it's not as purposeful. It just kind of happens because that's the way that your life is set up. Now, uh, there, there's a bit of a mental side to starting a movement habit. So the, this is movement and exercise kind of combining the, the two when I'm talking about this mental aspect. Um, you know, you have, how, however old you are at this point that you're listening to this podcast, you have lived your life a particular way. So, you know, maybe you're my age, you're 38. Maybe you're older, you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s. And you have, up to this point, you haven't had an exercise program. You tend to, you know, go to work, come home from work, uh, your job, you sit at a desk, you come home, you eat your dinner, you're sitting at the table, 
after dinner, you're sitting on the couch, watching Netflix, relaxing, reading a book. You can kind of see how the majority of those things involve sitting, even getting to work, you're sitting and you're driving in your car to get to work, most likely, unless you live in a city and, and you're lucky enough to be able to have that easily folded into your life that you're walking to work or riding your bike. So there's this mindset shift that needs to happen where you need to take a look at your daily life, kind of take a look at what are some opportunities for me to be able to move a little bit more throughout my day. And movement really is just a slight shift of the weight positioning. Um, and, and it's not that complicated. So an example of adding in some movement throughout the day would be instead of sitting in a static chair that only allows you to sit in one position to possibly purchase a chair that allows you to shift and change positions throughout the day so that you're not just sitting in one spot, you're able to side sit, you're able to, you know, sit reverse on the chair. My office chair is actually an example of uh, one of those chairs. It has a saddle seat, you can perch on the chair. So meaning perching means you're not sitting back and resting against the back of the chair, but you're sitting towards the front edge of the chair so that your back is unsupported. But that's to say that not to say that you need to sit in that exact same position throughout the day. We want you to be finding ways to shift around and move around so that you're increasing the blood flow to the body. You are allowing the core to engage a bit more than just completely resting allowing your hip muscles to engage a bit more. Um, another way of doing this is to use a standing desk and you can use a standing desk with a rocker board. Um, use a standing desk with a walking pad underneath. Those are a bit more kind of shifting towards the exercise end of the spectrum. But I would say that they still would be considered more of a, like a movement habit versus an exercise habit. Um, I would I would say finally, kind of the the mindset shift that needs to happen for people, which can be very hard to overcome, is uh, delineating between motivation and discipline. Motivation is fleeting. So motivation means I feel like doing this today. I feel like standing at my desk instead of sitting at my desk. I feel like, you know, I'm going to sit on the floor instead of on the couch. I'm going to sit on the floor and do some like little stretches and, and shift around or play with my dog. Um, versus sit on the couch. You can see how that is not really sustainable because probably 
I don't know, maybe one out of the set seven days of the week, you're going to feel like doing that versus discipline. You are purposefully scheduling and shaping, molding your week for those movement experiences to happen. So for me, I, um, I love checklists. If you don't know that by now, maybe this is the first podcast you've listened to mine making a little to-do list initially. Um, You know, for me, I was trying to have some movement breaks throughout the day, specifically geared towards um, helping my nervous system, um, which has the added benefit of helping my, my back and my scoliosis. So having these little gaps in the day where I'm playing. So 10 minutes a day, I'm purposefully throwing the toy with my dog and, you know, wrestling around with him. Not that I wouldn't do that anyway, but I want to make sure that it gets done. So I put it on my list. Um, Additionally, dancing for 10 minutes a day, turning on some tunes in between a call and just getting up and dancing um, for a little bit of time. Also, standing on my vibration plate. Now that is a bit different than um, purposefully exercising, but I'm having to engage all sorts of teeny tiny muscles in my body to help stabilize myself on that plate so I don't fall over. Um, And then it has all sorts of added benefits, which we will definitely discuss in another episode. Um, It helps with your lymphatic system, nervous system, all sorts of wonderful things. Um, So being purposeful about it. And then the same thing goes for exercise. So we'll get a bit more into the exercise aspect of things um, in a little bit here. So Next, I want to talk about why I think it's important. If you don't have any sort of purposeful movement in your life right now, maybe jumping into an exercise routine feels super duper overwhelming to you, intimidating to you versus movement. It can feel more doable. So, you know, think about the examples that I was just talking about. So standing at your desk sitting on the floor at night. Um, It doesn't have to be for hours that you're sitting on the floor, but for small digestible amounts of time initially, and then working your way up to longer lengths of time, and then working your way up to finally transitioning to exercise. Um, Think about how adding those little movement snacks let's call them snacks because it's just a short amount of movement every day compared to starting an exercise routine. Kind of just think about what sensations come up in your body. How do you feel about moving, dancing, standing, sitting on the floor versus committing to an exercise routine? Take a moment to feel and think about what you feel about that. 
paint. So just notice that you don't have to do anything with it. I just think it's important to acknowledge kind of what thoughts and feelings come up when you think about exercise compared to just moving. So the, the way that we make this jump from movement to exercise, like I said, you want to start small with the movement thing. Start with five to 10 minutes a day, just deciding that you are going to make different choices for your daily life. Then you begin increasing the time that you are moving. And then when you finally feel like you have that under your belt and you have kind of made a habit out of that, that may take 90 days. It usually takes about 90 days to create a new habit. Then you may want to consider exercise. And exercise, like I said, let's return to that definition again. Okay. Exercise is activity requiring physical effort carried out to sustain or improve health and fitness. Okay. So goals with exercise are either trying to maintain where you're at or trying to improve your overall health and fitness. So it has to be for a longer period of time, and it generally requires more exertion and more effort. Um, it can be really challenging to figure out what exactly you should do for exercise. And I recommend, you know, the, the whole reason I started my small group coaching program was because of this very question, this very frustration that a lot of people have is, well, I have scoliosis. So like I'm a double whammy, like I don't know what to do and just in general with exercise. And I especially don't know what to do because I have this curve that I don't really understand. My doctors don't understand. So how am I supposed to try and figure out an exercise routine for myself that's going to work and that is going to keep my back happy? You know, maybe you're somebody who you've tried to just do a group class um, and follow along with a routine and then you end up hurting yourself and you're like, well, just screw it. I'm not going to do that because that was a really frustrating situation. And I'm sure that that maybe has happened to you multiple times over the course of your life. You know, I started my small group coaching because I saw this huge gap in care between, you know, the doctors, physical therapists, and people who actually understand how to address scoliosis. You know, this, oh, it, I start with the routines that I give my clients to do on their own. They're only 10 to 15 minutes long. So that's pretty doable. You can scroll a little less on Instagram or Facebook and instead do your exercise routine. So in addition to that, even if you're not doing my small group program, 
starting small like that, starting with 10, 15 minutes of exercise. Um, that can be walking around your neighborhood, walking your dog, walking on your lunch break, but it's not just a slow stroll. You're walking with like a purposeful intent. Um, not to say strolling is bad. <laughs> that is, that's totally fine to just go on a leisurely walk and that's better than nothing, but that falls a bit more into the movement category versus the exercise category. Okay. Um, and then you kind of progress and move on from, from there. Additionally, with my small group coaching, I have these certain elongations that are non-negotiables for people to do every day. How long do they take? Three to five minutes. Starting your day with the elongations, finishing your day with the elongations. At the very least, you are reminding your spine of its lengthened position. You are decompressing the spine and um, you're doing a lot of good, even though it doesn't feel like you're doing a whole lot. And that's the awesome thing about it. It doesn't have to be complicated. It can be very simple and still be effective. <clears throat> so the, um, the, the last thing that I'm going to talk about is how you can add movement to your daily habits so that it doesn't feel so overwhelming. So yes, we can substitute scrolling on Instagram for 15 minutes, 20 minutes a day and do your exercise routine. You can also find little ways to fold in movement throughout your day. So while you're standing and brushing your teeth, doing some heel raises while you're brushing your teeth, waiting for your coffee to be made. You can stand at the counter and do some squats. It doesn't have to be super intricate and complicated, again, to be effective. It can be just silly, crazy things. When you go up, when you stand up from your work chair and you go to use the bathroom, Stand up and down from your chair five to 10 times before you go to the bathroom, unless you have to pee really badly or whatever, you know, obviously. Um, probably not going to do that. Um, other ideas would be while you're standing in line at the grocery store, bringing your feet right in next to each other, working on your balance. Um, when you are folding habits into things that you're already doing, you're going to be much, much, much more likely to actually have it become an overall habit, something that you're adapting into your life instead of something that you try for a few days, a few weeks, and then you completely toss it aside. Movement and exercise are two different things. Movement is something is a shift of the body, changing the weight, the positioning, the way you're holding yourself versus exercise as purposeful intent of maintaining your health or improving your health, your cardiovascular endurance and your strength. It does not have to be complicated to be effective. 
that is your, my main takeaway for this episode is any person can improve their level of activity. It just has to be purposeful. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you're interested in learning a little bit more about my small group coaching program for scoliosis, you can check out my website and um, you can also check out my Instagram. Follow me on Instagram. I have lots of testimonials of people who have gone through the program, gone through this transition, uh, transformation of not knowing a thing about their scoliosis to feeling like they have a college degree in their scoliosis. Um, from never exercising at all, being afraid of exercising, to feeling confident to go take a group class and adapt the exercises for themselves and for their curve. Uh, thanks, thank you for your time. Thank you for tuning in. And as always, I hope that you stay well and stay ahead of the curve. Thank you.